0: Welcome to Polycast. I'm your host Davey Drones and on this show I explore the lives of Cal Poly students, faculty, and alumni who share their stories and experiences. My guest today is Rhonda Beeman who teaches a very interesting class at Cal Poly all about leadership and prepping students for the real world after college. She's also part of DreamMaker Slow, an incredible organization that she started where community members and businesses get together to volunteer and help make the dreams of terminally ill adults come true. And they've done some amazing events and meet and greets and all sorts of things that I'll let her dive in and tell you all about. But she's full of energy, a great person, and yes, please welcome my guest, Rhonda Beeman, here on Polycast. All right, welcome, Rhonda. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it.
1: I'm thrilled to be part of it.
0: Wonderful. So you're involved with a lot of different things. Um, You, you know, we spoke at a TEDx. You know, you do your. Um, leadership summit but give us just a little background of your involvement here at Cal Poly and kind of what you're all a part of.
1: Okay, great. Um, I'm actually in charge of the leadership stuff at the College of Business. So I kind of morphed from a a two-day-a-week class to now we do a thing called Business 306, I call it WIN, W-I-N, what I need to thrive and succeed. So um, it's really about all the things that you never learn in business school, and and some people have you know jokingly called it charm school. But you learn how you know etiquette and how to use a business card and all that kind of stuff. But then also, I sneak in when they're least expecting it. W- what is the meaning of your life? What is the meaning of work? What do you define as success? Um, all the stuff that you really, especially if you're a high achiever like most of the people at Cal Poly, mm-hmm. you never really stop. You're on this, you know, treadmill towards success, but have you defined it? And is it more than just straight A's and a great job? And, you know, some of the issues that um, I think everyone needs to confront um, to have a full and productive life. If you go to any airport, this is my, my big thing, you mm-hmm. go to an airport and sit down and watch people walking by, how many of them look happy? How many of them look healthy? How many of them look like they are living the life of their dreams? 10%. You know, how hard is it to be that at 40 years old and to be feeling like I've really, you know, made it. I've really lived the life that I want to live and I'm not disappointed in myself and all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of what the class is about.
0: Totally. That's fascinating. And yeah, I think in a lot of things with, you know, especially, you know, I'm super involved with entrepreneurship and all and it's. Like you, you can't really define you know, a certain price point or a certain mark because then it's like once you hit it, and then what? Like, yeah. Are you, are you then, you know, then you plateau and you're fine? It's yeah. like No, you all, always kind of want to keep going, but it's in that process and living and enjoying it.
1: And, and the question being, why do you want to keep going? Mm-hmm. And in what direction do you want to keep going? And what if halfway through you find out you've put your, you know, ladder on the wrong wall of success? Then what do you do, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I think that it's it's probably you know one of the coolest courses to teach, and I meet the greatest people because it's elective. So it's people who want to mm. to you know answer these questions, and I tell them it's probably the hardest class you're ever going to take because you're the curriculum.
0: Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah. You know. And so are these students. Particularly business students or? Cause it's well, I let other people sneak in. Right, okay. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, which <laughs> it's is It's supposed great. Yeah. to be business, okay. but, you know, mm-hmm. people
1: will tell their friends and their friends will go, please, you know, I heard about it. Can you please <laughs> yeah. let me in? You. So, you know, we've had veterinarians and, wow. okay. you know, ag business and journalism and, you know, but you have to know the secret password, yeah. which is, please, Dr. B. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: awesome. And now what kind of got you started with, you know, kind of promoting this and, you know. How did this class come about for you?
1: Well, it's kind of a variation of something I've been doing for 30 years Whether I was teaching public speaking public relations advertising marketing, you know, whatever it was I was teaching I used it as a vehicle to make somebody's life bigger something better something more, you know education should be not just You know the subject matter at hand, but how you use that subject matter in your life and I? I just think most people do not or don't know how to maximize their potential and life. And um, so it just kind of morphed into finally I didn't have to use, you know, a business class to do it. They, they gave me my own class to just do it. You might know that the most popular class at Yale, they're, they're, they can't get a big enough room for it, is happiness 101. So here's all these freaking smart kids, unhappy, wanting to know what is happiness and how do you find it and how do you, you know, quantify it and how do you live it and all that kind of stuff. They they can't, they can't find a place big enough for that class. It's sort of like that, you know, and and it's Cal Poly's version, and um, I've just been really lucky that the leaders at not only Ocob, which is the College of Business, Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, higher up, have given me the latitude and space to do that.
0: Definitely, and you mentioned before, like, the students are kind of their own curriculum, and I mean, especially with, you know, what you're saying, Cal Poly students, like, it's stressful. You know, we have these hard classes and people put a lot of pressure on themselves. So what are, what's kind of the structure of, you know, this class?
1: Well, I'm not trying to be coy, but every class is different because it depends on who's in there and it depends on the intellectual wanderings of their needs and minds and, you know, the experiences they've had. So really, you know, it's um, it's very uh, different every single time. You know, I don't like my mom used to have this old phrase. I don't chew my cabbage twice. That's kind of like this class. You don't know. No one knows what's going to happen when they walk in there. So.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> and now you mentioned, you know, before we're, when we were talking, how you bring in not necessarily great CEOs or people that have kind of accomplished, but people that are, you know, jumping right into things. Um, so, who are, tell me a little bit about some of those people? Or things. Yeah,
1: because I when I was teaching the leadership summit, it was always the CEOs of big companies, and you know, here I am making millions, and you can too. <laughs> and uh, for this class, what I do is bring back students that I stay in touch with who um, are just starting out, and they find out that you know investment banking is ninety hours a week on a good week, and how do you stay in shape? How do you keep motivated? How do you not crash doing two years of that? You know that kind of thing. Um, I have a student who had to break it to his parents that he wasn't going to be an accountant. I mean, at graduation, at my house, at a party, I'm not going to do it. Even though he had the offer from Deloitte and everything, I want to be a food writer. Wow. <laughs> was, oh, you know, and so he comes on and says how, how hard that was and, and heartbreaking to watch his parents' faces fall after paying for this education. You know, all those kind of issues that everybody faces and doesn't talk about. Because they're afraid they're the only one, and they're not, you know. Mm-hmm. You end up this really great job at one of the big four. You're sitting there, you know, for 70000 freaking dollars a year, and you have no life. You, they go, you know, at first my students go, it's so great. They have like car washing services and dry cleaning services and daycare services. And I'm like, why do you think they have that? Because they're a cool company. Mm. <laughs> they have that because you're never leaving the building. Mm-hmm. And they are going to help you at least have some modicum of, you know, getting your life structure taken care of so they can keep you in there. They Oh, Dr. B, don't be so harsh. When you're out, they come and talk to my class and go, oh, my gosh. You know, if you're not prepped, if you don't take this class and think about some of the things that we're talking about, you are in for a rough ride because you start to think is this all there is to my life and you know all that kind of stuff so yeah it's so fun to bring recent grads and people you know two or three years out and they just tell our students the truth yeah you know it's great wow
0: so now I'm just kind of putting myself in, say you know the shoes of someone that's on track to go to one of the big four be an accountant and kind of hearing all this and realizing that oh crap like you know what if yeah this really isn't for me so how do you kind of foster that and ease them into the process being like hey there's more out there
1: well the first thing is here's the lie that everyone is told follow your passion lie lie because Mm -hmm. passion is for rich people you you need a job right (laughs) so you're not gonna love it at first especially coming right out of college where you had your own schedule and you you know it's tough it is a tough transition Now, some people love little cubicles and computers and sitting there all day. Great, great. If you don't love it, then right away you need to start taking a look, boundary scanning and environmental monitoring as what are some other options? Where else can I go? And the way that you find passion is you try something else. Maybe that doesn't work either, you don't like that. Then you try something else. And then what happens with trying enough different things is you start succeeding at something, and you're really good at it, and guess what? That feels really good, and that's like empowering. And guess what? You develop a passion for it because it's your thing. But how in the world are you ever going to find your thing if you don't have the courage to go? Okay, I'll try this for two years. If it's not doing it for me, I'll move somewhere else. And you know, you're just always. And people are afraid to do that. You know, they and plus here's something you probably know. They hire psychometric people to find a way to addict you and keep you at these companies, right? They give you a raise just as you're starting to become disgruntled Mm -hmm. or, you know, you buy a car and all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's Machiavellian really, what they do to you as a young person. So, I mean, I just want my students to be aware Mm -hmm. so you can start the bigger picture of what's out there for you.
0: Right, and I kind of, you know, relate to, you know, my, I'm kind of calling it a passion now for drones, but it took a while to get there. You know, I was first introduced to videography and then, you know, discovered kind of the DJI drones and thought, oh, this is cool. And then, you know, got into these FPV drones where you wear these goggles and everything. And I mean, it was tough getting started, but, you know, you kind of, you know, you're trying all these exactly. different things and it just keeps building on itself. So. Exactly.
1: Life is not linear, mm-hmm. right? It's just offshoots all the time. <laughs> right. I still don't know what I want to do when I grow <laughs> up, and I've been at this 30 years. So, Yeah. Good. Good for you. Yeah. I'm glad you kept at it. <laughs>
0: right. And that's what it is. And it's, it's like not settling really for anything. That's and right. always being eager to. See? And think good. of
1: that word. What do they always tell you when you get out of college? And let's say you've been dating somebody for a while. When are you going to settle down? Look at those two words, settle down. Who wants to do that? Let's live it up, is right. what I say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So now another thing you're part of is the Dreammakers. Mm-hmm. So I thought I heard about that from a you know mutual friend of ours, yeah. and I thought that's incredible. So go ahead and just tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, um, Dreammakers is a nonprofit that I started about two years ago, and our goal is uh, to make lifelong dreams come true for terminally ill adults. Um, so there's so many people that think that they will eventually for instance, get to take their kids to Disneyland, and then they get a pancreatic cancer diagnosis, and they're a single working mother, and they never had a chance to do that. And that's dream makers. We come and we make sure they get to go do that. Or Our last dream was a woman who waited till she was 57 to get married, because she couldn't find the right guy. And she got married, and one month later, got a terminal diagnosis. She probably had two months to live, and she never had a honeymoon. So we provided a honeymoon and, you know, it's just my friends and I are some of the luckiest people on the face of the earth. A lot of our dreams have come true. And so we just got together. I like to say it was just a bunch of good friends doing good things in the world, trying to do good things in the world (laughs) and um, making other people's dreams come true. Because to be a part of something like that reminds you also of the sanctity and fragility of your life, but also these people who have never... You know i mean just simple things nobody asks for a big thing it's really they want to do things with people they love i mean i you know whether it's just to go out with your family for dinner some people never get to go to a restaurant and things like that um so we like to and believe that it gives somebody who's very ill something to think about besides their um, diagnosis then they get to do that thing like they get to go to a giants game or they get to you know, ride in an Alfa Romeo and all this kind of stuff that we've done. And at the end, when it's their time, they really, that's what they think about and talk about, is that a bunch of strangers made their dream come true, and the world is a pretty good place.
0: That's just incredible. Wow. And, you know, how... Do you find these, you know, these stories and these people and, you know, take them on these experiences? We
1: have the best um, oncologist in San Luis Obispo County on our board, and he was someone who took care of my mom. So I knew um, about him and I knew who who he was and what he was like. And it's Dr. Tom Spillane. And um, he nominates and talks to—it's tricky business, right? Because you have to say to someone, you probably have less than a year— and doctors don't like to do that. and um, But but we have this great organization that, you know, would you want to, Do you have a dream, you know? and um, So he does all that. So he's like our gatekeeper. And so far, we've only been in existence about two years, and we've done 17 dreams so far. So wow. it's been really great.
0: And some of these dreams are pretty big. Yeah. Right? How do yeah. you manage some of those? Uh,
1: you know what? The world is really a good place because once you've, you know, ask people and tell them what's going on. We had a dream where this woman wanted to see Blake Shelton and she had a brain tumor and two teenage boys and her husband. Well, the concert was sold out. We, we got this dream like three weeks before the concert. And we're like, Eesh. so we're going to feel really good if we can get tickets. So we're working with the people at the fair. We're telling them, you know, and then we go, well, we can't just let her beat she needs to meet the guy so we're talking to everybody they're going no no we're not doing that this is a no meet and greet concert no we kept at it we kept at it and then this woman named hannah who you know goes Mm -hmm. wait a minute i think one of my friends from high school is like friends with blake's manager we're going call him so sure enough we get backstage she gets to meet him she has pictures taken with him she gets to go to the concert in a limousine her boys get to go. I mean, it's just unbelievable and the whole community is part of it. The more people we can get to help us, then everybody's a part of this thing that, you know, sends someone into the next part of their journey knowing the world. And plus, you know what it's like when you do something for someone else, you benefit even more. You almost feel it just Oh my as gosh, oh, you God. know, yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're big dreams, a lot of them, but yeah. it's really something, the way people never turn you down. We've never been told no. Wow. Wow.
0: So. And are you, how involved are you, I mean, because it's kind of your thing, so are you going on these? Yeah, I'm injuries? the executive okay. director, so, okay.
1: and then I have, um, my board is eight of my best friends, and um, so we just do what we can together, so.
0: Wow. Yeah. That, that's incredible. Awesome. Um, What, Uh things are you kind of like looking forward to or things like what is the kind of future of Rhonda look like?
1: Oh, wow. Like I said, I, I don't know yet. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, it's not linear, but I'm working on my next memoir. I've written um, a couple of books. And so now I'm working on my next memoir. It's going to be called My Feet in These Shoes, F-E-A-T-S, My Feet in These Shoes. Nice. <laughs> So it's about the different shoes I wore as a kid on to, mm-hmm. to accomplish the things in life that I wanted to accomplish. Um, so I've been working on that and um, I there's this really cool thing that I just found out about called the Nantucket Project. So it's like people from all over the world that get together and talk about the world's problems and, and combine everybody's ideas and things like that. And it's, of course, held in Nantucket. Um, and so I'm thinking about starting, you know, being part of that group or starting something like that here in San Luis. Um, so we'll see how that goes, but you know, That's it's always great. going on yeah, in exactly. there.
0: <laughs> So now those books that you wrote, I've, you know, I've had a couple people on the show that have written books and it's, a lot goes into it. And even kind of what, you know, you're saying earlier, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot. Um, how was that kind of experience and what kind of motivated you to write these books?
1: I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's lonely and you're sitting there, you know, you can spend an hour on a paragraph going, ugh, that's not the right word or, But really, truly, what motivated my um, first book was called You're Only Young Twice. And I had turned 40, and I just went, yeesh, this is gross. And then (laughs) I thought, well, I can't go through life thinking that because, gosh, I'm lucky to be that, you know. And I hopefully I'm going to get older. I'm hopefully going to do twice this. I'll be 40 twice someday. So um, I did a a decade of research on this science called neoteny, which quite literally translates into growing young and how you do that and and you know all this stuff about your internal spirit rather than the external skin bag that's gonna go but the internal spirit doesn't have to so that was my first book so that's what motivated me Mm -hmm. and the second book was a memoir and what really motivated me was my children and grandchildren you know I wanted them to know me as a girl and I was thinking I'd love that so much if I had that from my grandmother and um, yeah, so that motivated me. So that was called Little Miss Merit Badge. Um, and then I wrote a kid's book. That one was fun. That one was fun. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and so now I'm on this other memoir. So, wow. But and it is. It's not fun. It's not fun work. Anyone who tells you it's fun is lying, or such an extreme introvert that they don't want to see anybody else or whatever. So,
0: but I mean, you never know the outreach and what it can do. So, I never know. It's all worth it in the never end. Never
1: know. Yeah, just like this podcast.
0: Exactly. Kudos
1: to you for starting this up. It's <laughs> oh, a cool, cool idea and a cool service to the community. I think.
0: Yes. Awesome. Well, any you know final words for people out there just to you know go out and live and you know take on life as they should. Have?
1: Well, one of the questions that you prepped me for was my favorite book Mm -hmm. you know which I started thinking about it and and I think everyone on the planet should read this book called the war of art and it's about writing but it isn't it's really about how everything conspires to make you a quitter to make you feel like you're a failure to make you feel like the things you do don't matter everything conspires to make that happen and what you have to have inside to not let that get to you to, you know, persevere and persevere with grit. And, you know, it's like the Rocky movie. It's not how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get back up. Life is a really special gift. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter how bad your parents were or, you know, where you failed or anything like that. Life doesn't care if you get, give up and get negative. It just keeps rolling on without you you get this one precious shot, man, you should keep getting back up and, you know, do the best that you can with what you have and, and strive every day to be kind and that'll make you happy. And yeah, I think that's about enough out of me. Well, that is
0: awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It was great talking to you. It was
1: really fun. Thank you. Awesome.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and If you want to hear more be sure to check out all of the episodes of polycast on any of the podcast platforms where you can subscribe and stay updated on when new episodes are released again thank you for listening here on polycast